Welcome to my interview with 100,000 members Greg Scar and Andrew Magnata. We had a lovely conversation about their newest album, Zodiac, which is out now. You can find it at any place you find digital audio. I recommend you pick it up as soon as you can after hearing this interview. And without further ado, here we go. Don't touch that dial. What dial? It's the fucking internet. Don't play it safe. Play it toxic. Yes, indeed. This is Toxic Radio. This is Super Dave. You're on Bleeding Edge. And I am here, and hopefully they can hear me clearly. I can think I can hear them. I've got gentlemen from 100,000, Andrew Magnata. And Greg Scar. How did you do, guys? How are you guys doing this evening? What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I, I got to say, Greg, for you, you're in a metal band. You need to just go with your last name alone because it sounds like Scar, and nobody would think twice about it. Yeah? Yes. You can just, just Scar, and everybody would be like, cool. That's it, right? Exactly. It, it is perfect for any kind of metal band. So how are you gentlemen doing this evening? <laughs> Andrew, how you doing? I haven't talked to you all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm having a lazy Saturday. I'm, nice. uh, I'm trying to set up this guitar over here. <laughs> and and that's about that's about that. Yeah, we're prep we're prepping for uh we're going back in the studio oh, next nice. week for uh, yeah, for a little little one-off single of this actually like a little hidden 13th Zodiac song, little bonus track thing. So we're gonna go in next week and Andrew's get it all new stringed up for it so very nice exciting news you guys going to make up your own 13th zodiac sign or are you coming up with something different it's actually uh as far as as what kurt the our drummer told us and we did a little research so it actually makes sense there is a hidden zodiac a 13th sign it's there's another a- i guess constellation in that you know area of the sky um, a few years ago, it's called Ophiuchus. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. A few years ago, NASA made a lot of astrology people really mad by saying, uh, you know, there's actually 13 signs of the Zodiac. So if you're, you know, this sign, this sign, or this sign, you might actually be, um, Ophiuchus, or you might, your, your sign might be moved backwards or forwards. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, that, that was one of the few incidences of NASA trolling pseudoscience, I guess. (laughs) Well, look at that every day. You can't upset the apple cart and suddenly introduce new Zodiac signs just willy-nilly here. I don't give a damn if you got a science degree or not, right? (laughs) true, man. So is that going to be the title of the song? Is that you're giving us a preview here of what it's going to be? Yeah, it's it's called Ophiuchus. And, um, you know, we had some some extra material that wasn't right for some of the other stuff on the record. So we're putting it together um, in this in this 13th song, which uh, hopefully will be a single and kind of a bridge into the next thing for us. Wow, that's awesome. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that already. And honestly, I mean, as an album, it's hard to believe that there's something out there that wouldn't fit in. You, you guys really have a lot of textures, a lot of styles that you're melding into this album. Um, I'll admit I'm a bit of a newcomer to you guys. I'm only jumping on the bandwagon a few months ago. So it's, it's been a bit of a deep dive for me, uh, just absorbing these two, these two albums you guys have out. And, and I guess there's an even extra single out there that uh, was somewhere in between. And... Um, you know, it's to me, uh, I mean, one, it's it's five years between the two albums. So there's obviously a lot of time going on there. But just seeing the growth between uh, the forms in which they appear and Zodiac, 
Uh, I know I'd read somewhere someone described you guys as the love child of Seven Dust and Tesseract, which I thought was a uh, an interesting blend. And you know what? I, that really heard that in the forms in which they appear. But Zodiac, uh, you guys have been pulling in a whole other different things. You, you, in my mind, drifted a little bit more towards Tesseract, a little bit away from Seven Dust, although either one of them are, are, are good DNA to have in your band. Um, what do you guys think of that description? And did were you guys aware of that drift? Was that intentional? Uh, what were you doing that was different with Zodiac from uh, the first album? Well, I think the biggest difference was that Greg joined the band for the Zodiac album. Um, you know, you, you hear Greg's voice and his lead guitar playing all over the Zodiac album. And that made a huge difference um, in just the uh, just how those songs kind of impact. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the Seven Dust Tesseract thing fits as well as it used to. One of the exciting things about Zodiac was how kind of unfettered the writing was. We um, forms in which they appear. It, it's a progressive record, but it's still somewhat in the box um, compared to the Zodiac. With Zodiac, I mean, we have a the, the last song you played, Gemini, mm-hmm. doesn't really have an ending. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just fades out, and uh, and Virgo's another one that's that's just kind of a really unusual structure for a song, um, but. I mean, Greg could speak to this too. He uh, he was he was around for forms in which they appear, though he wasn't in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he saw kind of up close how things were changing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I came into this record compositionally speaking, halfway written, and um, I guess with my I have a heavy pop background, so I like when 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 I wanted to take a stab at a writing process with Rich and Andrew for the vocals, I wanted to try to get these choruses to soar more and, and the, uh, I guess, create more space and more time for the listener to question and, and think in between phrases is kind of my big goal and conceptually try to tie all the, with Andrew and Rich, the stories together with, with the characters and each sign and kind of make a cohesive story. <clears throat> so it was, I came to the into the record as a fan of the band, and, and and while I was in the middle of it being finished, I realized there was something special here, and I kind of still have that fan feeling for the band. So it's it's cool to see it from that perspective too. Right, that does yeah, explain. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, another point <laughs> that I, that just came to mind about the Seven Dust comparison. We actually worked with Clint Lowry on the forms in which they appear. I don't know if you saw that. Um, did. We didn't have a singer for part of um, the the writing process of that record. Um, and, you know, I, I could write lyrics, but it's hard to write vocal melodies if you don't have a voice in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clint is a great singer on his own. Um, and he was a, a friend through, um, through some other connections that we had. So he helped us kind of do the vocals and the lyrics for the first album. And then with this album, we didn't need Clint because we had Greg in the band. Um, and Greg has a very, um, a very astute producer sort of mentality um, when, uh, when we're collaborating on stuff. And, and a hell of a voice to boot. You know, I, I kept thinking I didn't, and sometimes I have a little bit of a tin ear for some things, but the voice I thought didn't sound as different as I picked up on it. And I kept thinking, wow, they really 
improved the vocals a bit. Not that they were bad to begin with, but the lushness of the vocal harmonies and such that are on this album, especially when you listen to something like that acapella intro on Gemini. I mean, that, that's yeah. gorgeous stuff there. And, and Sagittarius is what's gotten me pulled in, not just because it's my sign, and that's why oh, I first was attracted <laughs> to it, but the vocals there. And I kept thinking, these guys kicked it up a notch, and now I understand a little bit more clearly how that was and where that came from. So Yeah, and, and Gemini is a great example of what I'm talking about with Greg, because um, I had I had those lyrics for that acapella part, and I was trying to convey to Rich just something that had a ton of harmony, harmonies on it. And I, I'm not much of a singer. I was kind of trying to trying to sing in the different voices. And he was like, okay, I think I know what you mean. And like a couple of weeks later, he and Greg sent me that. And I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, and it's all Rich and Greg, uh, you know, doing the vocals mm -hmm. there well, and arranging that, of course. Well, some fantastic work too. That like that was one of the big steps I saw that you guys started integrating in with the new album, as well as uh, some more, I guess, for lack of a better term, almost ambient passages and sections in the songs. Um, where where do you think those influences were coming from in those past five years? Is that all just Greg joining the band and bringing his background, or are there other things you guys were listening to that you sort of just consciously or unconsciously started bringing into your music? I think I think Kurt. Make, makes our drummer makes a good point about that too is that at that specific time like everybody was this was listening to completely different things mm -hmm. like like um like like alex our other guitarist was full-blown mashuga that's when their record their their last record came out you know and and for me i came into it with bowie and prince mm -hmm. and some gaga and, and nine inch nails you know and wow. and, uh, and then and then it's a melting pot so me i i maybe my influence helped helped a lot too but i think everybody was in such a different and unique place at the same time and and we had the time to to really sit down without a label pushing us to say that we have to get it done by here we had the time to do it and um and it really became some kind of cool i think so and we we wanted to make a specific focus to have every song be um different than the other in a sense where they were they were in the record, you you remember the moments of of the record rather than necessarily the songs for me because there are very, a lot of moments like the acapella part on Gemini. You know, the arrangement for Virgo is ne more so necessary than the actual song itself. Yeah. So that's what at least I take from that. Yeah, we with forms we kind of took a stab at writing a record with like big hooks on everything. Um, and that's cool. That's definitely something that we're still into. Um, with this one, we had, we had, um, we were really just trying to serve the concept, I think, of, um, of working around these Zodiac signs and their descriptions, their supposed qualities and stuff, uh, and not worrying about song length, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and hooks and stuff. We kind of, we felt like the vibe, um, especially since we were going to do 12 of them, we knew it was going to be at least a 12 song album. We thought the vibes would, would carry it. And we wanted it to, to feel like an album when you listen all the way through to it, even though it's long, um, it's technically a double. Yeah. Long is never a problem on this show. I literally did a show where I played six songs and it took up three hours. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> they love when I do that. But, you know, that's that's what it's about, you know, and, and I don't think any 
Um, there should not be any pre-assigned song length to anything out there. And I get it. And in a minute to, to win it is what they talk about in the pop world. But that's not what I'm doing here. And that's not what you guys are doing. Of course, I'm just playing it. And you guys are making it. So you're ahead of me in that in that particular uh, <laughs> venue. So so that kind of gets into I'm curious, like the the genesis behind Zodiac um, were you guys in the band did one of you or some of you have an interest in astrology or or is it just maybe about the symbolism and, I, and i'm very curious about the decision to release tracks monthly over the course of the year i'm i'm between is that an example of artistic genius marketing genius or or a little bit of both maybe <laughs> that was for sure a little bit of both um i think what attracted us to this idea was that we were not really familiar with it mm. You know, um, maybe if we were more familiar with it and gave more credence to to this idea, we'd be more precious about how we approached it. Um, but it was kind of more a thing of working off um, more or less verbal prompts and researching like like what is an Aries supposed to be like like what do they say about um, a, a Taurus or a Gemini um, and we definitely did a lot of reflection like with the signs that correspond to members of the band there's um, kind of the reason Gemini ends like it does is because Alex our guitar player has trouble finishing his ideas mm -hmm and uh can can sort of meander so kurt uh whose idea uh who's who came up with the zodiac idea was like what if we just fade it out we've never done a fade out um we all really like this part um and it kind of says a little bit something that it certainly reminds us of someone we know maybe other people will resonate with it yeah and 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 how we were the i think the decision to release it one month at a, one song one month at a time i mean we we want we had this record done for three four years recorded finished two years ago you know so like we had a lot of time to think about what we wanted to do we, we were looking for labels and we had we had them and we had a lot of interest and then COVID hit right, right. and then just like see ya <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, the label thing is not happening when there's right. no more shows. Yeah. yeah, right. So then we decided to do like we always wanted to do was to um, COVID hit in March. So we're like, like we always wanted to do was to release, uh, release the um, one song at a time with the zodiac cycle. Aries starts in March, so it just so happened that COVID hit right around that time of complete isolation. And mm -hmm. like, let's go for it. Let's just do it ourselves, like we always wanted to do. And we'll have a year to just release content and to keep ourselves busy and to a time that we have no idea what, what's going to happen for the world. So yeah. it kept everybody busy and we do not regret it one bit. And and I would I would I would even challenge band, more bands to do that because in, in a prog world, that's still cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it was brilliant. It, it was like this idea like and, and I always wondered there's a little bit like did it just time out right that COVID hit, everything got locked down, nobody was touring and you guys went. Bucket. Let's just release this once a month. Let's let's stretch this out a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, we we had talked about in uh, 2019. We had the album like mostly. It wasn't a hundred percent finished. Um, we didn't have all the vocals for every song. We didn't have all the production elements. Um, it wasn't completely recorded. Um, but we were like, you know, maybe if like we really want to do this once a month thing, we can maybe make this happen. We'll probably be in the studio kind of 
finishing the record as we're going, mm -hmm. like as we're releasing music. Um, but we could do it. We decided not to do that, which I think was for the best because it, it allowed us to have um, a more coherent thing and not be worrying about finishing songs and only uh, worrying about the, um, the promotion of the music. Um, so when, uh, when nobody signed us, and it looked like, um, you know, all our comeback shows were all canceled. We figured um, we might as well. I think we made the decision three weeks before releasing Aries to actually put it out. We'd had the masters for a while. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we were like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just go. Yeah. All right takes a lot of guts you know i mean and it takes a lot of patience but i but from what i'm seeing it paid off because if if we want to google you guys as a band i'm seeing all these hits from july april last year october september and then then just as you're dropping the the final one and so you're kind of keeping yourselves on the radar for that whole What's that? SEO, SEO, bring us up on the search, man. <laughs> Every month, yeah, there's something. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and it worked out from a from an artistic point of view. It wasn't. We're just trying to, um, we're just trying to get attention. It was, you know, this is kind of like a year long immersive concept record that that we can share with people as we go, and it turned out to be really good because nobody had much going on hmm. uh for those 12 months and still not very much um but it, it gave it gave at least the five of us something to look forward to right yeah we were doing our little stay at home shows you know every release we were trying to do an instagram live we pretty much did every one every, every yeah with every release we would do an instagram live with with that new with that new single and maybe one the previously released and then a cover or an old song from forums and we would all be in our respective houses or isolated areas i was in my garage one time because i couldn't go in my house <laughs> and uh, and we were all just streaming from there. It was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was as horrible of a time as it was. There was a lot of interesting points where we had to get creative and push to see what we were made of. And it turns out we, we had a lot of fun with it. And, and uh, we look back, we had we like, holy shit, can we, can we get that creative again? <laughs> it's a bit of a challenge, I think, for some folks too. You know, when you, when you shift it up, and suddenly you have something that's that's very different from what you did before, and you go, "Wow, this was really good." Mm -hmm. And and now it's like, "Shoot, we got to do it that well again." Now we got to top it. Right. So that can be, I'm sure, uh, intimidating. And um, and yet, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Satisfying when when you yeah. feel like you've really hit the mark and, and stuck the landing. And, and I, I honestly, I think you guys really, really did with this. I mean, this is one of the uh, happier discoveries <laughs> I've had in the last several months that also, like, I, again, don't know how I was missing it. Uh, you know, I, I'm usually the one in all the dark corners of the radio <laughs> in the world of music, but um, somehow I was missing that. So how'd you stumble upon it? Um, yeah, that's a damn good question at this point in time. I'm, I'm going to bet that the most likely possibility was, Maybe you guys popped up on uh, Spotify as part of the progressive metal playlist or something like that, that I'll dig into right. from time to time. That's where I get a lot of information I haven't heard before. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, God only knows. Who knows? My brain's all over the place. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> touch of ADHD is what makes prog music so great because you know you can't get too bored with it because suddenly now they've changed <laughs> the new passages and something going true. on. <laughs> so is that you, Greg, playing the, the lead guitar? Are you the one who's primarily the soloist? Is that a shared duty? I'm curious. Alex and I both split parts. He's the one who's who's sounds a lot more clean and technical. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's a little bit more sloppy and 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 less uh, less technical. Greg's, <laughs> so the, Greg's the rock and roll guitar player. <laughs> for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I, and I, like Taurus. I forget which Taurus. song it was. I was hearing on the way over here, and and just listening to the various parts <laughs> of the song, and some parts it's like Petrucci, and other parts it's Rothery, and I'm going. Wow, somebody's got some some real serious, uh, varied influences. Not then I hear it's like well, maybe two of them. Right. <laughs> well, with, with with that knowing that, when you go when you listen to Capricorn again for that solo, it's a dual solo. Okay. Alex and I switch parts. So for play a game with yourself, see if you can see who's playing which one. Nice. Okay. See now that's a trick I didn't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Then, then email us. Yes. <laughs> the first one's Greg. Oh no, it's Alex. No, no, no. <laughs> it's going to take a little more research to figure that out. So, oh, yeah. so where do you guys? Where do you? Where do you put your influences? Where are your roots? Uh, you know, like, where where do you grow this band from? Um, you know, five five guys. Um, there's a big age gap uh, between the oldest member of the band and Greg, who's the youngest. Um, we do have a lot in common, but I think the Venn diagram where we all are kind of aligned, it's probably something like the Beatles, Pink Floyd, uh, Metallica, uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Deftones, and Carnival. Hmm. It's probably where we're all... Um, we're all into, I think, those bands. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm I'm more from the pure prog side of things. Greg obviously has a lot of, a, a deep love for pop. Um, and, and we all appreciate, you know, good pop music. Most of the classic rock we all love was pop music at one point. But right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's somewhere from, from that school. Definitely. <clears throat> And Devin, Devin is my favorite. Oh yeah, Devin Townsend ever. So. Oh, Devin Townsend. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Whew. That's a guy who uh, has no definable single style. He is pretty much doing yeah. like the only thing I don't think he's done yet is it's just a, a full-on country album. Well. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss something? Well, I mean, well, uh, what's There's that record? Hard and the Saint cool. Casualties are cool. It was right, country, that one. But, but it was very, it was old Routine. school, like Southern, Southern folky, even hints of country as stuff. Mm -hmm. if, have you heard that one, Dave? I don't think I have. Oof, look at it's that. It's easy man. to miss. It's easy to miss stuff with Devin. He puts, yeah. he puts music out so often. Yeah. He, he is a uh, busy guy and uh, quite the entertainer on stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there aren't many images that are going to stick around with me longer than him in a tutu. <laughs> While, uh, while he was here at the TLA in Philly, so <clears throat> right. <laughs> so, so in so in this world we're in, I know a lot of things are on hold. So you guys have this this other single you're working on. What else do you have planned out? What do you think uh, is coming down the road? Have you uh, started to even talk to anybody about uh, any shows or anything yet, or is it still too early? You think? Yeah, shows we're not really expecting to play again for a while. You know we kind of took a break from doing shows uh, to finish Zodiac. Mm -hmm. So by the time 
the pandemic shut down everything, we were just getting ready to play our first show in like a year. I oh. think March 28th or something was going to be our first show back, um, like a warm up show sort of. And then uh, Cinco de Mayo 2020 was going to be like our big welcome back. Um, so we're uh, we're used to not playing at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of, uh, we really want to figure out where we're going in the next, with, with the next bit of music we're releasing. So like by next Saturday, <laughs> that, we're going to be just like, we don't know. We don't know what's, we know what we want to, we know we want to put out music and probably do like an EP later this year. We don't know what it's going to sound like at all. Right. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess we literally have no idea. We just want to write music. We want to write more in a, in, in a, in a sense where, um, I mean, we had ideas where we wanted to do like some shorter songs or we wanted to do an EP or another full length or more prog. So there's literally no, no concrete idea yet. And maybe that's what we'll do going into the next batch of songs. So yeah, we just have to, kinda, we have to kind of get in a room and do some writing and then figure out um, if we like it. And then if we want to continue doing whatever that ends up being. Yeah. It was so hard to do any writing during this, 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 this is, I guess the one backside and maybe negative thing to releasing a record independently keyword mm. um, for a year straight, one month at a time is that you are in charge of all of the content. And at least, at least on my end, I took most of the heavy duty lifting with creating and curating the content with videographers and whatnot so at least on my end i there was no time to to write and 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 i guess everybody else too we, everybody had their own role to to get the, the video out to record this at home series to you know like there was something to do every single freaking day with this yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was writing a lot um in like the first three months and by June or July of last year, I just couldn't write anything anymore. And uh, could, I, I had no more ideas and I still, I've, I've only had like one idea at a time and it's nothing that can, can really be advanced at all. <laughs> um, so we, before we finished Zodiac, the reason we stopped playing shows is because we were having a hard time um, writing and getting ready for live shows at the same time for some reason um just it, it was it was too exhausting it was either taking one was taking away from the other no matter how we tried to figure it out um and now like as a band that's looking forward to a comeback i think we're a little reticent to take a show where the max is 50 percent. like we want it to be a real great experience and to feel as much like before as it possibly could um so we don't have any idea when that's going to happen yeah it's it's i'm sure it's it's thrown everybody for a curveball nobody knows quite quite what to expect and uh and it's a shame because we miss the live music and that's a great chance for people to get to see you guys and get introduced to you besides here and um but meanwhile, I'll carry the torch. Looks like Greg's got takeoff, and that's cool. Greg, thank you very much for being with us here, sir. I enjoy your Thank uh, you so much, you. Dave. All right, I appreciate you. Andrew, you got it from here? I'll take it from here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know hey, you guys Mr. had to wrap up. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you, brother. I'll catch you soon. See ya. Take care. Wish you the best. All right.
So yeah, with that going on, and I know, again, you guys wrapping up, it's kind of the hard part of when you're in charge of everything. Uh, being in charge of everything is great. You've got all the decision-making. You've got all the freedom. And the hard part of being in charge of everything is you're in charge of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, that's a lot of weight to carry. And it's not an easy thing to do. So uh, much respect out to you guys for putting something together uh, as solid and fantastic as, as Zodiac. Uh, again, you know, I would have no idea that this was such an independent effort because of the quality of the music you put out there. That's it's really an impressive thing. And it's and it's taken uh, certainly it's taken me by surprise. It just all of a sudden stumble on and go, wow, these guys sound like they've been playing forever. You know, like they, they should be headlining tours almost. Thank you. That's amazing to hear. Um, that's that's probably the best thing about releasing the record the way we did was we did see it like a bit of a snowball effect. Um, and I think we've all had dark days over the last year or so. Um, and in a weird way, I think the, the Zodiac record, um, put up, put, put those feelings to music before we knew we would have those feelings. Um, but anytime I was feeling really, really bad about things, and there were a lot of times like that, there'd always be, you know, uh, some comment on YouTube or something or some person on Instagram and the people on the internet who are still writing nice things, God bless those people. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not a total sewer out there. Yeah. It, it seems like it some days, but it's not, it's really not. Yeah. And I think probably YouTube more than almost any of the other ones. And so I think, you know, I'll make it a mission on my part to get you guys noticed on one of those reaction channels. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, because that's, that's, that's one of the places, I mean, honestly, I would tell you that's exactly where a band like Ginger was propelled to prominence like they are. Really? Um, it was a rite of passage. Every damn reaction channel at some point in time has to listen to their version of Pisces. <laughs> Not that yeah. there's an intrusion there, but just so everybody could have that moment of the jaw drop when she switches from her pretty little normal clean voice to the demon from hell growling yeah. and everybody goes, what? I mean, literally, you can find videos of just compilations of people reacting to that moment uh, that I found hysterical. But then you find out, wait, they, those guys are fucking fantastically talented as well. So, you know, yeah. that's all it takes sometimes to be the right place and, and get the right person to promote you a little bit. So uh, I know you got to take off. I plan to carry the torch for you guys. Certainly, you got you got a home here. Uh, as I've always said, if it's if it's pushing the boundaries and it's got an edge to it it's got a home on bleeding edge and that's exactly what you guys have been doing. So, uh, that's great that to hear. Thank you so much. Oh, anytime, man, you guys are absolutely welcome. I, and I, I look forward to the next single coming out and God willing, I look forward to seeing you live some point in time, maybe opening up for Devin yeah. Townsend. <laughs> sure. I, that'd be a great gig for us, uh, yes, but you're invited. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I'll get there one way or the other, even if I'm not invited. I'm not invited to half the okay. places I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much, Andrew. You guys, uh, best wishes for you. I hope this really takes off. Good luck. And uh, thanks again. Keep rocking, guys. Likewise. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care.